listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 166 for the week of February 15th, 2015. Welcome back, listeners, to yet another episode of the podcast of Ice and Fire. We are the longest-running, award-winning podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series and occasionally HBO's Game of Thrones. And in this week's episode, we are returning to our steady stream of rereads for uh, book three, A Storm of Swords. We are continuing on and covering two more chapters. This time it will be Bran 1 and Davos 2. And as always, this is Mimi. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. And we have a very special guest host uh, on today, and I'm very excited about this because not only did I meet her just this past weekend, but she's officially in, what what do you guys call it, the Platinum Club? (laughs) Platinum Club! It's one level beyond the Triple Gold Club. We have to keep making new memberships, so it's like it's been on all three podcasts and now co-hosted with all four hosts. Oh, okay. So that's the Platinum Club. So you know what? I'm not even in that. Kyle's not in that. I'm sure. Nope. I assume you have been. I mean, uh, Kyle. Kyle might actually be in that one because you've been on Bastards of Kingsbury and Vassals of Kingsbury. I think, right, Kyle? Oh, uh, I I think so. Yeah, okay, so, so I am the only person not in that club. Yeah. And <laughs> Ashley too. She hasn't been on VOK. And yeah, well, she hasn't been on. A podcast device and fire so yeah. oh she was in the last episode actually but yeah oh other, was she really yeah other than that she hasn't been on for a while so it's good shit to- we keep missing each yeah. other <laughs> just to clarify for all the listeners ashley and i don't have some sort of vendetta against each other where we can't be on the same episode anymore Ooh. it may feel like that rumors it may feel like that but <laughs> i actually are do you miss the, her or are you the same person we might have oh. been Whoa. one or the other we might have been good She's voice just, work uh, all these years <laughs> Well, that makes the Platinum Club slightly less special, if that's the case. But uh. <laughs> Oh, well, in that case, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry, I was trying to introduce our guest host. Um, Amber, do you want to tell the podcast listeners a little bit about yourself? You have been on before, but, you know, just for everyone who's catching up. Sure. Hi, this is Amber. Amber rocks on the forums. I've been listening to the podcast for, I think, about three years now. Um, started around episode... 80 something and listened all the way up and then went back to the first ones and listened to the shows with Chris, whom I just met this weekend, who was lovely. And, um, yeah, I have a, my lack of knowledge isn't as shocking as my terrible memory because I should know all this shit, but, uh, can never keep it straight. So yes, that's my, my excuse as well. I think I'm in (laughs) good company. I'm, I'm here to make you guys look good knowledge wise. Well, Amin's going to do the looking good knowledge-wise, and uh, and I will not, and Kyle will just eat McDonald's, so you're <laughs> in good company, too. I have, I have Girl Scout cookies today, okay? Is that this acceptable? This is terrible. This is, we're not <laughs> shilling for your horrible diet. <laughs> Shut up. There's Samoas. They're good for you. <laughs> but, you know, to get into the boring stuff that nobody cares about, I did meet Amber this weekend. I went up to Seattle, as we discussed the last time I was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Did it rain? Uh, it did not rain. The weather was beautiful. It was because I was there. I was just a good luck charm for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, we're getting great parking spots. Uh, Chris and I got a table at Paseas, which never happens. Never um, happens. He was so thrilled about it. He was just tickled pink about this whole like time <laughs> hanging out with me. We went by a chocolate factory. I was like, hey, let's go in there. And then he had a Valentine's Day present for his wife. Because I wanted to eat chocolate, and he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I can pick her up something there." So everything just went along beautifully the entire time I was in Seattle. You saw just, the troll. I saw the troll. 
Um, yeah, I saw that picture. I've been there. That's cool. That's cool stuff. <laughs> it is neat. It's a beautiful city. It definitely bums me out uh, coming back to Dallas, realizing that there are no cool views or anything living in Dallas. But but it is cheap to live here, which is the one uh, upside about Texas. But anyway, it was really cool. So I met Amber. She got all my clothes off immediately as soon as I met her. <laughs> Within about five minutes. Within yeah. about five minutes. Just got right down to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we went out for drinks and some food, uh, and met up with Ray, who, um, I think we talked about before. He was at the, uh, San Diego Comic-Con meetup. Yeah, he was. And <laughs> you don't have to make that sound gross. <laughs> um, Ray's awesome. Ray's been one of my Facebook friends for a while. And, uh, also Chris. Chris, so weird, right? Uh, for those of you who've been with us from the beginning, you'll remember Chris was the voice of the podcast when we started out. He was my number two. Um, it was me going like, hey, is is the Song of Ice and Fire podcast a terrible idea? And then this dude from the Something Awful forums is like, now nah, let's do it. I found this guy, Aaron. Um, <laughs> and then that was that was legitimately it. Those are like my first two people. Um, it was Chris. He brought on Aaron, dubious hiring. Um, and then I brought on Ashley and Amin from Westeros. But I mean, that was that was the first instance of it was really Chris telling me like, no, go for it. I'll help you out. And he I mean, we made him introduce the podcast and be the primary speaker for like the first 10 episodes or something because um I didn't want to do it. I still don't want to do it, but they make me. He, he was the oldest, so. Well, he was a sales guy, so I think like his voice was a lot more like, "Hey, I can be charismatic in a conversation." When Amber and I met him, we were like, "Is that your voice?" Because it doesn't I was sound. Kind of surprised. I, I just from hearing him, I expected him to be a little younger. Although he was very dashing and handsome. Chris was very sweet. He was so personable too. He's always pretending to be grumpy on the podcast, but he was he was wonderful. Then he took me around town. So I don't know that he's still listening to the podcast, but he was like, "Hey, do you guys remember when we had a hundred listeners? We were so thrilled, and now we have two hundred listeners." <laughs> I think he has his forum name is the Real Chris, so I think he still checks in sometimes. He checks in, yeah. I think his uh, his enthusiasm for Song of Ice and Fire waned, or his enthusiasm for being subjected to my jokes on a weekly basis uh, waned, but he's still a great dude, and he showed me around town. And then I got to hang out with uh, with Matthew Inman, who I guess most of you guys are more familiar with as the oatmeal, and he was really nice. So the oat- he Oatmeal? The oatmeal. And uh, <laughs> I like how you're just gonna glaze. Oh, wait, what's his? His name is Have the oatmeal. Heard of the oatmeal? You don't know the oatmeal, Kyle? It's the no, no idea what Jeez, we're talking Kyle. about. Kyle doesn't eat healthy, so <laughs> <laughs> shut up while I eat my cookies. Yeah. Wait, wait, we went what? over this last time. Didn't I think we? you went over everything before I got there. He was eating because... McDonald's at the time, remember? None yeah. of this rings a bell. <laughs> what are we? What? Okay. Well, he there's a web comic called The Oatmeal. It is very popular. Oh, um, I don't go on the internets. That is a lie. I'm sure you've I've seen, seen it. I've seen you on the internets. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is uh, very well known as an artist. Not so much okay. an artist as a funny person on the internet. I think he just recently launched one like one of the most prolific Kickstarters. You haven't heard anything oh. about it. No, I, I don't. I'm not an internet browser. I kind of go on, I tweet, and then I leave. And I bet I you would probably back. recognize like a comic if it was shown to you. Like you might, you yeah. might have seen it, and you just might not recognize the name. 
Okay. His Kickstarter was 100% funded in eight minutes uh, or something like something ridiculous like that. It was like 1,000% funded in an hour. Is he the guy that had to make like the potato salad? No. <laughs> no, it's for a card game called Exploding Kittens, which I played while I was in. <laughs> exactly. Good while name. I was in. Uh, Seattle and it's actually it's really fun sorry I don't mean to make this sound like a plug for the oatmeal in his card game but he he was really nice he picked me up from the airport he showed me around Seattle so great dude awesome yeah I had a good time (laughs) SeaTac yes Uh, so yeah thank you for the Seattle listeners Uh, just Ray and Chris who isn't listening for for meeting up with me I had a really good time um your beautiful city. And I think that's about it. I'm, I'm going to Cabo next week, but I don't think we have any listeners in Cabo. So oh, Jesus. I guess news-wise, launching into news, not a lot, but did you you guys didn't talk about the Dunkin' Egg novella last time, or did you? I don't know. I was eating McDonald's. I have no uh, idea. You're we, useless, we mentioned that but... we probably would get it, even though we don't really need to get another version of it we'll probably yeah a night of the seven kingdoms i'm excited about that you guys i talk about the novellas all the time this weekend i met the where the hell is matt guy i don't know if you guys know of him uh but he was a big youtube sensation uh in 2008 when i started the <laughs> podcast but he does these videos where he's just dancing in countries uh like every country oh they're, yeah they're I really fun they're they are heartwarming videos of just people doing a, a strange dance. Um, you hope to bump into him in your travels? Is me, he still dancing around the world? No, he's not. He's got a kid now. Um, Doesn't he do like TED Talks and stuff about dancing around the world? He might. I don't know. I just met him for the first time just playing card games with him at this cafe. And he and I ended up talking about Song of Ice and Fire extensively. But we, I really got into Dunkin' Egg because he told me the Brienne chapters are boring. And then... <laughs> I I probably said that like a hundred times on the podcast, but now that I'm so like committed to the Dunkin' Egg life, I'm just like, no, but like Brian and Pod are just like Dunkin' Egg, and I was just like going on and on about the novellas, like a crazy person does <laughs> when they meet somebody for the first time. <laughs> so like Mimi does. But they they're still really my favorite. So I think I'll definitely pick it up. So, so are they just taking the novellas and putting them into one book? Is that what's mm-hmm. happening? Well they're yeah. adding some artwork as well. Like without a different artist. Of Dunk's package. Oh, it's a different artist. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a big book. Different interpretation of the package. Oh, let's show you what a package really looks like. (laughs) I got to say, I hate it when they do that because it's just one more thing to buy. And then they're going to come up, you know, he's coming out with what, five more or however many more of those. And then you just have to buy it again when it's a bigger compendium. Mm -hmm. That's why we get review copies. So. That's why you get review copies. <laughs> <laughs> they squeeze that money out of you every chance they get. <laughs> Do you guys think it's like a cash grab, though? Because it's not like those books were no. released as standalone books. They were really hard to, like, yeah. you know, you had to buy this whole anthology with authors you couldn't give a shit mm. about. No offense, other authors. <laughs> just, to, just to get, you know, one novella. And yeah. so it was kind of a bummer having to buy these big anthologies so that you could read you know, one of the Dunkin' Egg novellas. And by bye, I mean just sit in Barnes & Noble for an hour and <laughs> read. Um, so uh, aside from the graphic novel, which is a totally different experience, it just makes sense that they would be in one book together. 
Yeah, know. I think it's That's I think true. it's pretty cool. But um, I, I would have liked to wait until they were all done with them. And then... Yes, exactly. We're gonna get this, and it's gonna be like, oh, finally they're all together, and then the next five are gonna come out, and we're gonna have to buy those in a compendium with all the authors that Mimi loves. And then we're going to be looking at those and then looking at our book of three of the stories going, oh, why couldn't they all be in that book? So we'll just revisit this a few years down the road once again. Yeah, I mean, it'll be awkward. And then they'll release one final collection of Duncan Egg books, you know, just uh, or all the novellas in one. Yes, they will. will. And then ten versions of that final version. (laughs) Um, Kyle, you do meticulous research news-wise. What was, uh, what was George R. R. Martin's response to why Winds of Winter wasn't in the publishing lineup? I don't know. It means got me reading the oatmeal right now. <laughs> uh, so as you, as everyone heard, uh, the publisher, uh, who's, why can't I find the name anywhere? Um, HarperCollins? Is it HarperCollins? Mm-hmm. That's his UK publisher. I don't know what you just said. Um, so the publisher said that the Winds of Winter is not on the slate for 2015, to which the internet exploded saying, you will not see the book in 2015. It is not coming out in 2015. Obviously misconstruing the words. So George had to release a statement, um, something along the lines of, uh, actually, this is a quote. I certainly hope that Winds of Winter is not on the schedule of any of my publishers. I have spent years trying to persuade them all not to schedule my books until they are completed and delivered. Scheduling and then having to reschedule and postpone just pisses people off. I'd rather not schedule at all until the date is real and certain. So, of course, George doesn't want the book on any slates because that's not how he works. So uh, that doesn't mean we're not getting the book in 2015. It could still possibly happen. Do you guys think it will? No. Nope. <laughs> no, no, not to be released in 2015. No. Maybe announced an at Christmas maybe. time would be lovely. Announced at Christmas time. Shit. Yeah, announced it tomorrow. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I say this every podcast episode, but we have not been waiting that long, you guys. No. What's it been? Three years. That's been like four, <laughs> four as of the summer. Yeah. But that's well, still that's still nothing. We will wait till we're pushing on six years, and then yeah. we can start complaining. Win- winter two thousand seventeen <laughs> sounds about right. So winter twenty seventeen. Once year four and five roll around, we'll start another podcast. The mistake was to think. Like, I mean, I guess we we were thinking maybe it would be faster than Dance of Dragons, but I think we have to just think it's going to be Dance of the Dragons length. Did you did you guys remember that we were hypothesizing that one of us would have kids before the series was done? <laughs> Dude, are we still holding on onto that? I have Doesn't two children. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's paying child support. That's why he's doing all these ads. Right? He's got head, that's why I have no money on McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. Shut up. The Girl Scout cookies are pretty expensive. I'm sure you do have children somewhere, yeah. Kyle, but I mean... That's your fault for you. Whoa! Wow, what do you the, uh, think of me, me, me? <laughs> None that he knows of. Right? <laughs> the seed is strong. <laughs> Man, the seed is strong, yeah. <laughs> just imagine Kyle, like, just Johnny Appleseed, just <laughs> in his Kyle travels Appleseed. from Kyle Rhode Appleseed. Island to L.A. or whatever. Kyle Greenhand. We had a lot of people driving across that country. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you, I mean it's it's probably going to still be a while. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now one of our uh, one of our social media followers stated when when I posted it on Facebook about 
the uh, the book not being on the 2015 slate. Uh, he replied that A Feast for Crows was not on the slate for the year that it came out. Ooh. Uh, says Evans. And I don't know. I, I didn't go back and research that to see if he was accurate or not. But do you guys know if that's true? It's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that's my professional take on it. <laughs> I don't know, just the, the, the last thing we heard from his editor is she had like 150 pages, so that's not a good sign. So until well, we hear before, But why would anyone tweet anything untrue? Yeah, <laughs> the internet doesn't work that way. It's all true. Yeah. Until we get evidence of, of there being more, then we have to just assume there's 150 pages. <laughs> that is so depressing. Oh, this is what I mean. You, you truly believe there's only 150 pages. Yeah, there's at least 200. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more finished than not. If it's halfway uh, done, that's good. If, yeah, if it's Wouldn't halfway done, that, that it's pretty good. That means like another couple oh, of years. Probably like and... three quarters done at this point. Mm, I'd say halfway. No. George has been really busy. <laughs> yeah, having dinner. Yeah. Comic. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, we're kind of at fault for that, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, he could have been writing you guys. We wasted well, he... a night of. <laughs> but he can write a book in two years if he if he's if he's coming out of him you know like if he's actually able to write it down but if he's stuck that's the problem he could have all the time in the world he could do nothing else but it doesn't mean he's going to write if he's stuck so stuck true <laughs> true true have we learned anything about our guest host have we amber we asked you any of the questions <laughs> I've, I've asked those before uh, oh you've oh okay i mean tell okay. us all about amber here <laughs> I can tell you all about Amber. She's really pretty. She really likes football. Yeah, um, that's true. Wait, she just likes the Seahawks. I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah. that's her jam. Um, she's been married for nine years, and she has a Chihuahua. Two Chihuahuas. Two Chihuahuas. Oh, fail. Fuck <laughs> you, Kyle. Really, a lot more than about you. it. Really, that's a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> well, other than how long I've listened to the podcast, that's. What what's the other question? Oh, I, There's other I questions did. They're inappropriate, I think. So we're not going <laughs> to inappropriate. Like how she got into the series. I did get into the series after the first about a month before Dance came out after the first season, and I it's been long enough now that I have no shame about that. I'm not the only one. Nope. Nope. Same for me. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, George said that this season is going to be really different from the books or something, and people are going to be pissed. Hmm. So. So Mimi's gonna watch this. I season. read I read some headline about how they're gonna kill off characters that are still alive in the books proper. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great. Uh you and I must have very different definitions of the word great. <laughs> but but you know, that's the thing is that I'm feeling really smug about having already rage quit the TV show a long time ago. <laughs> you were the first <laughs> because, person to do that. <laughs> yeah, I quit the TV show before it was popular. <laughs> before it was popular to do that. <laughs> I don't know that anyone else is going to do that, but uh, you turkeys really should stop watching the TV show because it's going to completely ruin your enjoyment of the books. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know how much you go on social media, Mimi, but I would rather have the show ruin the books for me than a tweet. Yeah, I don't uh, use Twitter, so... Than a Facebook <laughs> status. That's not really problematic. Um, no, I, no, I don't really use Facebook for anything other than posting Simpsons screenshots, so I'm not <laughs> terribly worried about it, and to date, I have not seen a single Game of Thrones spoiler or whatever show up from some plebe on my Facebook uh, 
yet. So, I mean, everyone's really into it and they talk about it, but I haven't seen anything like, you know, like Jamie is Ned's son or anything to show <laughs> up. Like, yeah, what I think Kyle's is great kind of is just to... deep into the series. So, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm I'm glad you don't care about keeping the podcast social media active, Mimi. But I, you know, I try to interact with people. No, the, no, that's your job. You're my, you're a man on the outside. Yeah. So on the outside, oh, the decoy. Wah, wah. No, but it's good. It's good that you and Amin, are you going to be watching still? For now, I am. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, I'll start watching season five and see how it goes. So, I just so think it's great it. to have, you know, as far a separation between the show and the book as as possible i mean you know at a certain point if you watch the show and it's completely different well then it's not really yeah. spoiling the book that's good actually that if they just go off the wall and make up stuff like it's yes I, I agree but that's the problem with they're trying to keep the major plot points exactly the same as the books yeah. right. like yes the journey may be different but the destination is going to be the same Right. And so you may not, so Brienne wandering the countryside won't be spoiled for you, but uh, the people she kills or if she dies or whatnot is going to be spoiled. Well, like even the Red Wedding wasn't spoiled. Like people would say, mention the words Red Wedding or whatever, but like no one talked about deaths explicitly or anything <laughs> on Facebook. I mean, I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about it, but um i also am concerned that it's not so much that the show will be extremely different from canon but is that it will just be ahead of canon you know are you somebody playing with a squeeze toy <laughs> Probably it's not my dogs dogs. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna go ahead and it's gonna be vastly different but there are gonna be things in it there are going to be moments in it probably significant moments in it that won't be different i don't I'm not going to go into the details of that outline, but did you see that outline from like 1994? Or did you hear no. about that? Uh, what from when he? What his original idea of what the story? That was changed be? a lot. Oh yeah, I saw so, that. So the good thing about that is like he changes his mind. The only difference is that he told them like in 2011. So that that's not a lot of time to, or whenever like to change his mind. Like the original outline is completely different from where he ended up. So it could be that he's going to still change things from where he's going, but. I think he he was more he had more of an idea where he's going when he when he told HBO than in 1994, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have we talked about that uh, that thing from 1994 that came out? Have you guys yeah, talked we about talked that about that it in the, in the after show of last episode in case for the people who wanted to go into it, but it was so different that it wasn't really a spoiler. <laughs> I got to think that there have to be some listeners out there, maybe just like one or two, who feel like they would have been a lot happier if Game of Thrones had never been a thing. So they wouldn't have to worry about being exposed to spoilers or whatever about plot points of of a relatively like well-kept series of books that weren't even like on the on like par with like Harry Potter where people are going to run by a midnight release and start screaming spoilers or whatever. You know what I mean? I would think there's probably closer to three or four people <laughs> probably think that. I mean, I know that I get a lot of flack on this show about my feelings for Game of Thrones or like my book peers and inability to take the two as separate things, but it's just when they're separate things and then they're paced so differently that like, you know, there are people on the forums that are legitimately really concerned about not you know, about watching the TV show and having that spoil the books for them instead of kind of 
having the books, having had that experience, and then looking forward to the TV show adaptation of it, it seems like it. Kind of a segue. I actually wrote an essay about this and him for spring, about this whole issue. So, coming. I'm sure it's just staunchly. <laughs> and when does that come out? Pre-orders <laughs> next month. So. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Nice. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I guess I'm just interested to see if, if other people feel that way because I. I seem to come across it on the podcast forums and this was going back to like previous seasons too where people were getting concerned about you know asking each other hey if the uh, tv show catches up to the books or surpasses it are you still going to watch it and a lot of people were like no because that's really going to take away from my enjoyment of the books but i don't know if it's at this point where we've reached almost five seasons that people are able to see the two as completely separate things. So watching the spoilers wouldn't dampen their enthusiasm for reading it. That's the, that's the point. That's the, I mean, the, Oh, I get so mad about this because there are, <laughs> yes, the, I, I said it before the journey is different, but the key plot moments, like the red yeah. wedding happened. If Daenerys, if George planned for Daenerys to die, she's going to die in the show. How she dies might be different, but she's going to die. Well, because the authors are trying to stay true to George's vision right. that he had, what he wanted to happen. So those key moments are going to be the same, are going to be the end same result. How you get there is going to be completely different. So Wait, that's going to be spoiled. What are you, what you, are you so mad show. about? Because <laughs> oh, I feel like everyone's like, oh, is it going to spoil? Is it not? It's going to spoil those major plot points. It yes, will spoil, yes. Yeah, that I think is... it will, but I'm I'm one of those lucky people that, man, maybe it's because I saw the show first. I'm not really sure, but I, I kind of am just trying to appreciate each journey on its own mm-hmm. um, and well, not, not I, I guess I'm not destroyed by spoilers. When, when I say spoil, Kyle, I don't mean like the, an objective spoiling. I mean like does seeing it happen on your TV screen ruin your enjoyment of it when you read it, right? But I think in, in asking that question, I'm missing the central point, which is I think that however a reader first started approaching the series, their primary vehicle for their introduction to the series is what they're going to is what they're going to want to experience the first experience first, right? Like if you started watching the TV show and then you started picking up the books and you like both and that's that's perfectly like that's a lot of our listeners, then I think they wouldn't mind watching it on the TV first getting shocked, you know, watching it. Oh my god. But but no. if you're Momo on the other hand, she's pissed off about this. So she started with the books, right? <laughs> Somebody else is getting angry over there. I was like, don't like, background noise. don't like spoilers, Momo. Uh, I don't Calm down. Mom, don't spoil um, it for him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is um, you wouldn't mind like having that surprise of the next death like on TV. Like that is your primary vehicle yeah. for for your exposition to the series. But if you are one of these readers that picked up this book in like 1998 or whatever, and that has been your journey has been a private journey with the books. And then now there's this TV show, you would consider seeing it on TV in a non-canon form or whatever. You would consider that to spoil your enjoyment of the books, which is your primary vehicle. So really, I think it really depends on, on kind of which side of the fence you're on, you know? Yeah. I feel like I don't have a choice, and I'm kind of jealous that you and Amin seem to to be able to like be part of this podcast and think that you won't get the book spoiled. Um, I I just I I don't know how I I don't know how I could possibly stop watching the show, continue doing this podcast, 
and not have it spoiled um, through uh, overhearing or seeing something by accident. And we could just all quit the podcast for a while. <laughs> no, we, we, I mean, that's what I talk about in my essay. We could do the podcast and do no other interactions. That's the question. Are you going to be still involved in the fandom or not? Like, You could still put a podcast out there, but it'd be a one-way thing. Wouldn't have the connection, right? The the question is whether the the activity in the fandom, right? Like yeah. that's that's the stuff that you are very engaged in, Kyle. And well, and that's what yeah. makes VOK so amazing is that um, you know, props Amin is you know you've started this core group of people, and yet it doesn't necessarily all have to be focused on ice and fire stuff, hmm. which is pretty cool. So if you are feeling burdened, Kyle, we should talk. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to be unhappy with your job. What? Wait, is he getting paid? <laughs> I don't want you to be unhappy with your volunteer work. Um, we could talk about but... severance pay. Yeah. But no, because I mean the show is going to wrap up. Uh, what is this fifth season? Is this fifth season coming up? Yeah. So there's yeah. this year, and then there's two years after that. There's. It's going to be. It's going to be uh, what? At least two years ahead of the final book release, most likely. At least. And so you're going to you're going to not like even when the show ends, you've still got years of waiting for the final book of avoiding spoilers. Yeah, Kyle, I'm saving myself. I just uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it's a possibility for me. It's, it's definitely not for you. As um, much as I would like to stop watching and just read it from the books for the very first time, I don't think it's possible. I, I mean, I and I agree with you, and I think it certainly wouldn't be for anyone who wants to be involved in the fandom. It's like going selectively deaf or blind. But um, I think for me, you know, just uh, just not having watched the show in so long and also just generally never leaving my home and being a weird person, <laughs> I think it's not going to be. <laughs> you just Cabo, partied with him. Yeah, I went to Seattle. It was a departure from my normal routine of being a weird shut-in. I didn't like it. Oh, and don't forget about <laughs> Cabo next week. I think that was on the agenda. I have to go to Cabo. It's for work. Uh, but I will just spend the whole time smuggling buffet food up to my room and being a weird <laughs> shut-in in there. So. I'm sure you were in L.A. not too long ago, too. It, oh, it's, oh, God. <laughs> you don't travel at all, Mimi. I like how you think my traveling has anything to do with me not being a weird shut-in who, uh, who refuses to talk to She's people. Shut-in in multiple cities. so Yeah. <laughs> shut-in my hotel rooms. But I think that because, you know, you are so active and, well, I don't know, the media or whatever. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the right terminology for you. Um, because you're active in the entertainment industry in L.A., I mean, certainly this is a big part of your life. So Kyle, what are you gonna do? Are you just gonna have to get zen about it? And he is already I mean, I, zen about it. Um, I, angry, <laughs> salty. <laughs> I, yeah, salty. Um, I I'm pretty sure I have to continue watching the show. Um, yeah. Because uh, as I said earlier, I'd rather have the show spoil it for me than a tweet or something. But uh, I feel like what you were saying before. Um, I hope they just go vastly different. I hope they just start killing whatever characters they want on the show. Yeah. Um, and so the major death in the books is one that's just one of a dozen in the show, and it and it's not as significant, but it does happen. And then when it happens in the books, it'll be much more a surprise because you're not sure which one's actually going to die in the books, yeah. or uh, or something like that. Yeah, I hope I hope the the creators of the show just kind of go crazy, and when those. <laughs> 
certain plot points do happen, you, you don't know if those are the ones from the books or not. Um, but I'm going to keep watching. And I don't, yeah, I think that's my only choice, really. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking one for the team, Kyle. I honestly <laughs> think that Amin will watch too. And Ashley, she's been watching, right? Uh, yeah, but I think she's going to. closer to you, Mimi. She's almost quit. Like, she's. Oh. Of, the, of, of the remaining host she might be the closest to quitting i fear for her health if she keeps watching the <laughs> <laughs> doctor, doctor prescribed that she should stop <laughs> yeah they must be fucking up little fingers that's what you got right real bad if she's so pissed <laughs> or the hound but if well, we yeah, stop doing a now, regular so podcast why? on the show you can always go over to vok and and like continue that kyle if you end up being the only host doing yeah this. kyle get on vok and just rant about this <laughs> <laughs> for the show reviews i mean Oh. Um, I mean, if everybody stops watching, I'll just like grab my microphone and I'll and your McDonald's and go to town. <laughs> my McDonald's and a beer, and I'll go to like, you know, um, I don't know, Netapack's house, and we'll talk Game of Thrones for an episode or something, and then I'll go to whoever's house and that, that girl that was. You're that not is. publishing your weird vagabond McDonald's travels on my podcast. <laughs> no, there'll be official podcast of Ice and Fire review episodes. Yeah. If I'm the only host still watching, I gotta cover it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of guests who will join in with you. So. Yeah, go. but Kyle can't edit episodes. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, good luck, Kyle. You don't even know how to upload a podcast, you <laughs> dweeb. I don't have access to upload, but I can edit one. Jesus. <laughs> what am I, a little monkey with no thumbs? <laughs> I don't think you've edited an episode before, though. No, because I've gone to, and you're like, ah, Kyle, I, I want to edit. Yeah, the- I mean, it's a bit of a control. <laughs> That's why you practice on, on VOK or BOK. You can do your practice there before you get to come back. <laughs> he really wants you on those episodes, dude. Um, let's go ahead and get into these let's chapter this, rereads yeah. because I have dinner reservations. Oh, um, of course you, you do. Hot, she always schedules podcasts for when she has a night out. Reservation. I didn't uh, say it was a night out. I said it was on my couch uh, <laughs> with a bag of Cheez Its, but. Let's go ahead because I'm hungry. Um, we're starting with <laughs> we're starting with brand one, chapter ten, Sorry. and I believe Amber has written a summary for this because Kyle can no longer be trusted with that either. Nope. Ouch. Uh, gosh. Okay. No drama here. Um, brand one, in which we see Bran hunting as summer. There's some lovely scenery. Uh, clearly, being summer is much more enjoyable than being Bran. He Summer comes to the realization that he's a prince among direwolves and thinks about his pack um, and thinks about how sometimes he can sense them even when he can't smell them around. And But Jojen has Hodor pull Bran out of Summer's body and Bran gets all pissy about it. He whines that Jojen is no fun and he'd rather be a wolf prince than Bran the broken prince of the ruined Winterfell. Jojen is no fun. <laughs> not, not really. Um, Mira very Ill- eloquently gives Bran the decision whether they should stay in their little hideout and survive, go seek a vassal lord and try and get to Rob, or go north of the wall as, as Jojen wants them to do so that they can find the three-eyed rape, three-eyed crow, raven? Shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and get a proper teacher for Bran. Um, and Bran, showing that he is in fact just nine, um, starts to cry and says he wants to fly and that they will go north. That about sums it up. Night, well done. Well done. <laughs> okay, that was sweet. <laughs> I'm not the only one who didn't care about these chapters. Right? <laughs> Kyle's so moved he put down his McDonald's. So. I no. did. Girl Scout cookies, damn it. Oh, sorry. Samoas, come on. I'm running out. I've only got a couple left. <laughs> um, no, I, did. I don't ever care about brand chapters. 
spoilers. But upon rereading it, do you guys feel like it's it's more significant relative to the things that happen in dance? Yeah, like one example in dance, we kind of see the direwolves can de- detect each other, and that's also here as well that they, they can feel the other direwolves, who's still alive and who's not. Yeah, it's crazy because she was uh, lady was pretty far away when she died, right? Hmm. So, well, I guess at the time, well, maybe not that far when it actually happened. But still, With, we, we all, yeah, she was. They were heading south. Like it, it was further. It, they shouldn't have been. They have some sort of metaphysical connection. Yeah. Like, and, they, and so they can tell later when Grey Wind's dead as well. <laughs> I like how they they call uh, how Ghost is an outcast as well. Yeah. Aww. Picking he's, on him. Stands apart, and he's he's like the mute one. That other one. Hmm. Yeah. How does he know he's mute? Oh, I guess that metaphysical connection. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's like, oh, he doesn't say anything. That one. That weird one. It was kind of cool how Jojo was talking about the, you know, we know about the first men and the green seers, but we don't, there's so much that we, that we don't know, you know, he seems like he's got all these powers, but there are, you know, are others and have been others who are so much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it says like that they could control everything that swims or crawls or flies. And there's lots of like flying metaphors. So it brings you back to the question again, can, can Bran actually take over a dragon or not? Hmm. The winged wolf. You really see a dichotomy in this chapter between Bran just being a little kid and really growing into his potential as a warg and also the weight of the things that are on him. And you can even tell here in this exchange that he has with Joja and that Joja's like, did you pee on the trees like I told you to? <laughs> and Bran's like, you can't tell me what to do. You're only four years older than me. Like, there's a very, like, puerile aspect to Bran's mm. feelings about Jojen's interrogation. But he also knows that Jojen is right, you know? So I, I kind of I kind of like that juxtaposition, as Amber pointed out, that he cries at the end and you were like, yeah, he is only nine years old uh, going through some heavy shit right now. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's heavy shit on that decision at the end. Hmm. He kind of comes to the realization that everybody he knows and every place he thinks safe might just be dead already. It's like, oh, I did God. like the little shout out to um, Manderly saying that he was the only one. He, you know, he's going through the through the lords that he could go try and get to for help. And he was saying that Manderly was the only one who didn't look at him with pity in his eyes. You know, kind of setting him up to be a really cool dude. Yeah, but he's just looking at him with hunger. <laughs> That's the only thing Lord Manderley's got in his eyes. Yeah, I was thinking Manderley's so big he can't walk, just yeah. like Brant. So I mean, he knows this- like the mind is more important than the body. Like it's worth. <laughs> it, so. But yeah, no, I I agree. I like the way that Bran was trying to think it through, like his father, you know, and not making like an impetuous decision as to what would feel safest as a nine-year-old. Like empirically, it's the better choice all around. But um, he's got a really good assessment of the Starks, like about how unreliable the Starks' ally survival situation is, which is interesting considering Bran hasn't really been like he's not really uh, that attuned to what the situation is. You know, he's been chilling in Winterfell and then hiding in some crypts. And well, then traveling in woods, so burned down Winterfell, where everybody true. was dead when he came up. True. So he has some perception that there was a very large possibility, and he's remembering Maester Lewin says, you know, Clay Sirwin is dead, and so he realizes that the other allies maybe as well. So he's not going that route. But I, I do imagine that as a nine-year-old, it seems like a lot easier to go to some lords that you've seen before, you know, who've hung out with your dad, as <laughs> opposed to uh 
Well, it was kind of cute how he was talking about we could steal a horse and we could go here or we could steal a ship and we could go here. You know, it's like he's still got these kind of adventure dreams, you know, from when he thought he was going to be a knight of all the cool shit he can go do. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just not in it for him. Yeah, I like how he's like, we can take a boat and pick up my brother and his entire army. It's like, it's oh like my god, the it's a big boat. Although I do like it, that it reminds you that Manor Lee was building ships, because I think that's relevant. Oh, and he does give a little thought to the the Walders as well, Big and Little Walder, which is kind of hmm. sad. I mean, even though they weren't like really his friends, you know, it's just a little reminder that pretty much everyone he ever knew was dead. Or thinks, or could be he dead. Thinks that they're dead, although they've basically gone over to the enemy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned the ear to Serwin a mm. few times in this. Am I just forgetting? Like, is, was he a significant character at some point? Am I just forgetting, or they just want to mention him a few times? We got cut Should... down at the battle. Clay Serwin. He was like the young guy that got cut down by the Boltons uh, outside of Winterfell. He's not the one who got his hand chopped off. That was a. Uh... That was Cassell, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Serwin got killed as well. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So why was Hodor flipping out in this? Is there something that happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it just a random flip out, or is there yeah. something happened that he flipped out about? And we're supposed we just don't make the connection that quickly. What do you guys think? Was it a random flip out, or was there? He kind of made it sound like, oh, he just does that sometimes. That's just Hodor being Hodor. Well, that's a very Martin thing to do. Oh, that just happens. Not, you know, <laughs> glancing over the real reason why it's happening. Like hmm. Hodor senses something. That's a good or... question. Yeah. See, when, when does he start to flip out? Is there anything nearby? Um, it's kind of after he, uh, Bran wakes up. Yeah. Hodor jerks suddenly to his feet, almost hitting his head in the bare vaulted ceiling. Well, that was when Mira came back. back. He just wants his, like, McDonald's. And then... Maybe he just got bored because they're sitting there talking about what plan they should, what they should do. And he's just like, okay, oh, Odor. Gotcha. Odor. I'd like to think there's something more than just boredom. Like, I'd like to think there's something hidden, a hidden meaning in there. Hmm. Like Odor is sensitive to some sort of you know, magic or some. Does weird... it seem like he's having a freak out? Because it seems like he's just swaying and then just saying his name real loudly all of a sudden. Oh, that seems kind of like a Hodor freak out. What's he supposed to say besides his name when he freaks out? Yeah, but I mean, it didn't seem like he was losing his mind. He was just uh, saying his name in different ways, you know, just yeah. listening to the sound of it, I guess. But um, but then they well, tell him he, to go train a sword, right? <laughs> go beat up and he did actually start shouting. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he's like Momo and sometimes you just have to <laughs> be reassured that you are still really loud and annoying, you know? <laughs> And he has they have those swords from the crypts. He, he has some old Stark sword. Like doesn't say whose it is, but it's like some old sword. Oh, did, didn't they say? Um not Hodor's, it's just that he has an older blade. It's brought it's rusted. Okay. Uh, it was uh wasn't it Grant Well, uh, I guess uh Mira Brandon, his brother Rickon had uh Bran claimed his uncle Brandon's sword, Mira the one she found upon the knees of his grandfather, Lord Rickard. Hodor's blade was much older, a huge, heavy piece of iron, dull from centuries of neglect and well-spotted with rust. So, yeah, it doesn't say who it is, but... Those swords are kind of... One me- reason why they're there is to keep the spirits from, like, being vengeful or moving around. So this mm-hmm. is one of those alternate explanations for what's going on uh, in, in Dance of Dragons. 
I wonder if there's any research uh, about what sword that would be. Like if there's a description of a uh, of an old Stark lord having a huge, heavy, well, and was larger there, than normal sword. There's one extra yeah, one was there too. a lord in particular who was, you know, they, was there some rumor about a Stark being descended from giants or something like that, that he would need such a huge... Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it would be like the size of ice or something, but not Valyrian steel. Yeah. But there might be an extra sword missing as well. I think there's some discussion about this. So. Possibly in one of the opening chapters of Game of Thrones when Robert and uh, Ned go through the crypts. Maybe they mention it. So we know in, in Dance of Dragons that Bran loves uh, Mira at that point. So I was kind of trying to see if he'd fallen in love with her net yet. And he hasn't quite. Like He, he respects her and he finds it difficult to be sulky with her. But it's somewhere between now and then. Well, she definitely. There's definitely a good contrast between Jojen is just like purely no fun, and yeah. and Mira could probably say the exact same thing, and yet coming from her, it's just always easier. So I, I I would think even at this point he's a little sweet on her, even if he doesn't really realize what those feelings are. Hmm. Yeah, and he calls her my lady. So he's what a gentleman. And not necessarily romantic, but just like some sort of affection. Hmm. What about when they cook their dinner in her helmet? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's terrible. It, it, That's... It's boiling, though. So it's okay to kill the germs. Oh, it boils all the little bugs and fleas in it. Ugh. That's part of the meal, the bugs and fleas, right? Yeah, well, it adds protein, you I guess. Frog burger. <laughs> um, That's just nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that disgusting. <laughs> It's not McDonald's, mm. but he got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is McDonald's. Um, so Sirwin, uh, let's see, uh, Clay Sirwin, the heir of House Sirwin. Yeah, he died when Ramsay Bolton led the Bolton forces, betraying Roderick's forces. He was killed with an arrow through the eye. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. That's him. Okay. Now I know. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> now... What do you think would have, would have happened if Bran actually went to the Lord? I mean, going to Karstocks is not a good idea. The mm. upper is tricky, but uh, White Harbor might have might have been a good idea if they got there. But, uh, well, I feel like it would have been screwed. I mean, uh, White Harbor was under watch as well, and the phrase yeah, and everything. It's, they would have noticed them, and it would be hard to hide them. Yeah, it would have put them in a really weird position. Hmm. So, I don't know. It would have been tough. I think he made the right choice. Well, actually, well, we'll see if he made the right choice. <laughs> okay. It was a really Mimi? beautiful dis- oh, chapter. The, oh, okay. the um the opening like description of the you know just running and being in the forest and the sunset was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, those are the descriptions I just didn't care about the first time I read. <laughs> I remember all the time the wolf thing. I was like, yeah, he's running around, running around, running around. Okay, he's awake. I can read again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now going back and reading it, I'm like, oh, man, I should have. Yeah, more it's, it's quite a vivid description. Like It is. It is. Good writing. The whole I actually fighting. kind of enjoyed that a little bit better than the actual plot and dialogue that was going on. Hmm. Just, just, just because he is, I don't know, because it's Bran. A little annoying. <laughs> well, we have the chapter art from Dick and Madden, but it's, there's not much going on in that artwork. <laughs> they just sit in there. Uh, I never knew that, like, it didn't really ever hit me that Ghost was just unable to vocalize anything. I just thought he was, like, a real chill wolf. <laughs> hmm. 
Not Howell mm-hmm. when when uh, when uh, John gets stabbed, or is he not? I'm trying to remember. Like, or if he's just trying to claw to get his way out. Oh, and dance. That's a good question. I don't, if he I don't think I remember howls. him making any. I always thought he was quiet by choice as well. Yeah. I never thought. But it that. wasn't he's until he's a shut-in wolf, right? Summer was referring to him as the white one who has no voice. That was just like, oh, maybe he's not just real chill. Maybe he is <laughs> disabled. It was freaking me out when I was reading this that he kept mentioning uh, the white one and white and white. Hmm. Wonder if there was any connection between ghost and the others. Well, Summer says that the, the wolf like stands out on himself, but it's like whoever thought that he was actually driven away by the other wolves. It's like it wasn't his choice. Who is turning pages so loudly? We get we get so much shit for that, you guys. Okay, uh, Davos too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, Davos too, in which Davos is brought back to Dragonstone shortly after being picked up um, from the Blackwater Bay. Um, he's first taken to Salador San, who has been dubbed now Lord of the Blackwater Bay and um, is has commandeered one of Illyrio's ships and is going through his booty. And um, Salador is awesome and I'm so in love with him and I want to hang out with him. <laughs> and he says, Davos, you're crazy. Come smuggle with me. It'll be like the old days. It'll be great. Um, but Davos says, you know, the mother spoke to me. The only reason I'm here is to kill Melisandre. And um, oh, and he does. Davos learns that his son Devin is alive. Um, <clears throat> uh Salador San does not like the whole let's kill Melisandre thing. He kind of gets pissed off and says, well, all right, but if you're doing that, you're doing it on your own. So Davos goes to seek Stannis, who no longer sees anyone but Melisandre, not even Shireen or Solis. Um, Davos is told to wait in the garden where he sees Shireen and Patchface playing and then is bowled over by Edric Storm, who's a cocky little squirt. And Davos is worried about just how much he resembles Robert and Renly, um, not only in his looks, but of course in his attitude. And then asshole Florent comes and arrests Davos for plotting to kill Melisandre. Great. Nice. Well done. Thank you. So did Sal- was Salador Sand just afraid of Melisandre or was there another reason why he wouldn't help? I think he was afraid and he was, he was wise. He's like, don't go out straight up against her. Let's get a faceless man to do it. We have to. Oh, that's right. Just, yeah, it seems like those merchant folk are always uh, risk averse. Understandably. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're physical risk averse. They're they're trading. They probably they take risks, but yeah, there's not really a payoff to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 Davos' religious zeal. I mean, yeah, it's like your mother's dead. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, which is why, like, understanding that it's religious fervor on Davos is part that makes him want to avenge, uh, well, I mean, partially for his sons, but he really focuses on the seven, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it really makes me feel like I'm a little less behind his revenge plot than I was the first time that I read it. But he sees that Olga had died as well, and he's like, all these people died for her. Like, in Dragonstone, there's only people are missing and stuff, mm. so there's that as well. But what do you guys think of Salador Sans and Davos' friendship? Do you guys feel like he's trustworthy? We know what happens later, though, right? Like he, he <laughs> Yeah. But even then, he doesn't kill Davos, so he still, like, lets him go. 
So I think they're he's a good friend. I think they're as good friends as uh, smugglers can be. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates and whatnot. You've always got to kind of look out for numero uno, but you can have friends along the way as long as they don't mess up your plans. Yeah, he's genuinely happy to see that he's survived. And he's yeah. sad now that he's throwing his life away. Oh. <laughs> Oh, do we ever see Cor- Corain Southman? Oh my God, how do you say that name? <laughs> Coran Southmantes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> we ever see that guy again? It's a good look up. We should look that up, Steffi. To the wiki. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys t- talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I'll be back the, in the fun thing about yeah, cool Salador is. is uh, he leaves just at the wrong time. Like he stays for such a long time, then he leaves just when Stannis gets like the money that could pay for him via the Iron Bank. So it's like mm. he should have stayed with Stannis. I like the way Salador talks. Yeah. Well, he, he's for, he's Lysini, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do not see that man again. Mm. Sorry to disappoint you all. Mm. <laughs> he was a nice dude. Gave him his boots. Yeah. He's yeah. probably too busy boning whatever girl Salador son gave him as a reward. <laughs> Whoa. Well, he was blown there by an odd wind, too. He wasn't Excuse me? To... <laughs> <laughs> he was blown off course. He wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, I bet he was. It was an unexpected wind. But this yeah. is when, when Davos finds out that his sons aren't dead, which is interesting. It isn't really... Well, uh, one of his sons isn't dead. Yeah, the rest Devin, are dead. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Devin is not dead. Yeah. But it is interesting because he hadn't thought too much about Devin up until now. <laughs> I mean, that has been pointed out. So. so but the question is, was that captain like blown there unexpectedly because of Melisandre or was it the gods? Well, we had asked that in the last podcast. What did you guys come up with for that? We didn't come up with an answer. We weren't sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't turn to the podcast of Ice and Fire for any... I, th- I think Melisandre uh, saw him saw, saw it happening. I don't know if she actually caused it to happen. She knew that he was coming, and she obviously predicted this assassination attempt. Mm. Dumb luck, I say. Yeah. <laughs> then again, she Just was burning people. Whether or not you right? leave that so stuff, or that not. can affect the winds. Yeah, so she was doing something. Hmm. It all depends on what you believe. Let's see what uh, I, I feel bad for Davos in this one. He's like, I'm safe, I'm back, I'm good, and I'm arrested. <laughs> yeah, arrested. Like, take a break. I, I was with <laughs> I was with Salador. Sam. I'm like, take a break. Let's think about this a little yeah. bit. And the then uh, once you gain good, some actually. strength or something, then you can yeah. go ahead with your plan or whatnot. But you're in rough shape, buddy. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, coughing. He's sick. He could he always could, could die from the. He barely walk. Yeah, he's spitting up blood, which is. Usually not a good sign. Um, well, I did like the dungeon, so that'll help <laughs> get his strength back. <laughs> I did like the little line about um, uh, Salador asks him, you know, the sea or says the sea swallowed you and spit you up again, and and he's reminded of Patchface, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of wondering, yeah. am I crazy now that I've you know, was did something happen to me? Meta Merling. 
berries <laughs> hanging out underwater. No, I, I, I remember that. And yeah. just devil's going like, am I crazy? Am I a crazy person? Which was interesting that he was uh, reexamining that. Y'all, but what about that epic Asian mother level guilt trip that Salador San lays on him at the end? <laughs> so good, right? To take his bones to his wife. Yeah. Like, you're not a good friend. I'm going to have to tell your wife that you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, um, why was that chair there for Illyrio? Were they getting it for him? Was that his ship? Like I was trying to. I was wondering that too. Yeah. No, it was his ship that um, Salador took as because as as the Lord of Blackwater Bay, quote unquote. Yeah. Nothing gets by without his say so, and he's like, "Oh, well, this ship doesn't have my permission. I guess I'll take it." But why is his chair on there? Like, are they getting him a chair, or does he use that chair sometimes? Like he's been to King's Landing. Before. Well, it was in it was in the captain's quarters, right? Like mm. when that be, was it in the the quarters where he would hang out if he were on the ship. I kind of yeah. took it that it was his personal barge. Because mm. he was there in Game of Thrones, at least. Like he, he would come over. Yeah, so. but it was still a mystery. Like we didn't know it was. Him. I mean, if you read between the lines and some research and whatnot, you figure out a him. But it was never mentioned specifically yeah. that Alaria was there. So this is. I mean, if, if you didn't pick that up reading Game of Thrones, this is another um, example of, oh, Illyrio's coming back and forth to yeah. King's Landing? But was he on that mm-hmm. specific ship when it was taken and he, well, he couldn't really hide like they could, <laughs> unless he jumped in the water and swam away. And like floated off. Right? Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> Varys the Merling swam him back. <laughs> God, I love that theory. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if Varys is a Merling, then so is Illyrio, right? So he could have then just jumped in the water as well. And- well, I don't, what? Maybe, maybe not. Well, if, Var- if Varus is, then so is Illyrio. Like, that's the whole Why? Because they're both big. Well, <laughs> didn't we talk about that? The superhuman fi- fish strength or whatever? Like- oh, my God. We are not talking about <laughs> Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, they were able to. Single podcast episode. <laughs> they were able to glide across the floor with superhuman fish strength. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you guys. We're not talking about fish strength anymore. <laughs> I did watch that new Aquaman animated movies, and he had some good fish strength. This is bullshit. Um, (laughs) So you guys, Davos needs Edric Storm for the first time. Wait, hold on. Why did Corain give Davos a knife? He gave him a bunch of... He he fed him. He gave him his boots, didn't he? He said, here, come sleep in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly what happened. I understand clothes and a place to sleep and food to eat. Those are kind of necessities, but... But Here's a his, nice shiny knife too. You know, well, to like spear olives with, yeah. Like, and <laughs> there's war going on. You you can't be walking around unarmed. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I assume in that time a knife was like shoes. You know, you just. Yeah, but it was a nice one. <laughs> so Edric Storm. Yeah, he meets him for the first time. This little dipshit uh, runs into <laughs> Davos and then says, "You shouldn't get in my way when I'm running." Okay, mini Joffrey. Uh, but but it's kind of one of those indicators. Like, he is kind of precocious, and he, is, uh, he has this conversation with Davos. And Davos is like, he is like Robert and Renly, but nothing like Stannis, which you can just tell from the way that he talks to him, that he is kind of a, a little self-important. You know, yeah. he knows that he is uh, a bastard prince, uh, but but very charming or charismatic, I think. Mm. Yeah. He... he- he uh he decided he'd be nice and and play the game with the kids, so you know, it's a good good guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's too grown up for that, but he'll just take a little yeah. pity on them. 
<laughs> but, I mean, even though he was like, you shouldn't have got in my way. He, then he's like, are you unwell? He's still, still a bit. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right? So, so there's. Yeah. yeah, he's not a total dick. Yeah. I do like this, that's the first thing he says to Davos. So. Yeah. <laughs> is this the first time we've seen him? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Um, On screen, yeah. But just, he's just, charming and yeah. courteous, but also fierce and proud. Mm. Bum, and then bum, he says bum. that he shouldn't have chopped your fingers off, but he's like, he doesn't understand <laughs> the, the different... He's got the well, Robert or Renly, traditional Baratheon point of view. Hmm. Okay, I'm sorry, but who's who's his mom that he has these big Florent ears? It's Delena. Delena Florent. Okay. Who who Robert bedded on Stannis and Celise's wedding night. <laughs> on their bed, Good too, knowledge. Think, right? Have, I'm sorry. Might, it might have been their bed as well, like their wedding it bed. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was in their own wedding bed. You are absolutely correct. Nice. Yeah. He couldn't even go to a closet or something. He had to use it. <laughs> that ruined uh, Stannis's like his marriage fertility or whatever. Cursed okay. by that. <laughs> so Edric um, uh, was sent to Storm's End to foster with Renly, hmm. um, because of the insult of him being conceived in his wedding bed, not by him. No, but I think that's more Cersei would never tolerate him being in King's Landing either, right? Oh, no. But apparently Robert still visited him. So because he had, he had noble side in both both sides of his like lineage, he's a he's a great bastard, quote. Right? Okay. Like, so he gets some more protections than the rest of them. So he was pretty much raised by Courtney Penrose, um, who was very fond of him. Hmm. Yeah, Edric was sent a gift from Robert every year on his name day, including a pony, a sable cloak, a child-sized war hammer, and uh, yeah, fun Which is stuff. Adorable. <laughs> uh, Edric would write to King's Landing to thank his father for the gifts, but upon receiving the letters, Robert would laugh and ask Varys what he had sent that year. <laughs> so wait, who was really sending them gifts? Yeah, and that's it. Varys is Var- Var- sending him gifts. So- like, because he's a he, he's a clear example. Like, you, you look at him, then you look at the Lannisters. You're like, they can't be Robert's children, so that's why he's useful. Mm. Hmm. And he has a claim as well. So interesting. Uh, just before this this thing, we have the thing where Patchface talks about the Red Wedding. Basically, did you see that? Oh, do tell. No, I missed that. Because he says, uh, "Fool's blood, king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh, but chains for the guests and chains for the bridegroom." I, I, I. That is exactly. Say it like you mean it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle, go ahead. Then you're an actor here, right? You're supposed to be. Oh, oh. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, go 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 ahead. Go ahead. Is that that's what I did. Oh, oh, oh. oh I can't even remember what how it went. That's so creepy. <laughs> Don't make Kyle sing like a jester. I'm gonna quit this podcast. We'll just, we'll just sub that back in and replace mine with uh, Kyle's <laughs> reading. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I went like North Dakota on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that is so red wedding. Like it's it's there, right? Because uh, mm. makes sense to me now. Yeah, this is before it happened too. It's not even like he's seeing it at the time or something. This is just like a prediction or a glimpse of the future. So. Is there anything in particular about the blood on the maiden's thigh? That's just the, it's a wedding, right? It's okay. Just referring to the bedding, nothing else yeah. beyond that. Yeah. Just fool, saying, Edmer right? got to bang his lady. Yeah. You know, did he? Did <laughs> he, he did? He do yeah, because he didn't know yeah. what was going on. 
Like it was. Oh, I was like, it's a lot to get it up after your sister's murdered. You know, (laughs) a lot of people are murdered downstairs to be like, well, I guess I will still have sex. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Wow, that is no, that is no, a good. Ed, Edmir says like that she was crying or something. He he just thought it was like him and not like that she was. She knew what was going to happen at the time. Mm-hmm. She knew that there was going to be betrayal, so she was sad. Yeah, it's amazing she could get it up knowing what was going on upstairs. <laughs> is this the part where we explain the birds and the bees to Mimi? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I'm did, saving. Did you do that at the 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 meetup? I thought that was useful to do that. Um. But anyway, did you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on in this chapter? I think we. Uh... Uh, where's Edward oh. now? He's. Uh, I think he's in the free cities, isn't he? He got smuggled away. Is he? To safety. Yeah, Davos, Davos sent yeah. him away. Uh, oh, he's in Essos. Oh no, wait. Edric is hiding in Lease. Lease. Uh huh. With his Lise. guardian protectors. Maybe he's okay. hanging out with. Korani Southern. Well, he better not be hanging with Salador because Salador <laughs> betrayed Yeah, he is. He's probably getting free dirks left. Well, he left on a ship owned by Salador Son, so. Okay, on the mad print. Oh, that's actually pretty critical. I wonder. But I mean, I guess if he got there safely, that's okay. But Salador is turned, right? So, what's going on with him? Hmm. Well, I mean, I said that he got there. Andrew but... Estermont, Edric's cousin, to act as his guardian. Gerald Gower, Tristan of Tall, Tally Hill, Luce of the Fishwife, and Omer Blackberry also accompany Edric. Okay, a bunch of people we know nothing about. Oh, the Blackberries. Okay. The Blackberries. Omer. Omer Blackberry. <laughs> yeah. Let's read up on Omer. <laughs> the other Blackberry is dead here. It's, it's interesting. Okay. Um, but anyway, do you guys have any other notes on that chapter? I mean, I just got to say it sucks for Davos just getting uh, just nearly murdered and then washed up on shore and then just yeah. diarrhea forever, like <laughs> dysentery or something. And then he had like the flux and then uh, then he gets arrested as soon as he lands on shore. He gets run over by a small child. Yeah, it's just a string of bad luck for him. But at least he gets a promotion at the end of it, as we know. So. Yeah. So at the end of this chapter, did you guys think that Melisandre knew, or do you think that like Salador had tipped her off? Or? I thought Salador had tipped him off, like just kind of get him out of the way before he really puts himself in a bind, right? Like as if he'd actually attempted it, then he might have just been stabbed or something by her guard, or you know. See, I hadn't thought that because I, I, you know, got the impression that Salador San knows, knows just how deadly she is and how willing she is to sacrifice anything. So I think if I think that would be a pretty tricky play to gamble that she wouldn't just kill him right off the bat. Or he might have he might have said something to someone about just put him away. Yeah, like, pa- paid off. Just get, get him out of the yeah. way. Yeah, paid him off. That's a possibility. Yeah, I, I thought Melisandre saw it coming, but could be that that as well. Well, they know somehow like the, though. I don't like the idea of her being too omniscient. I don't she like. She gets it. some of it, but she doesn't see everything. She actually sees some things, obviously, and makes mistakes, but. Oh. And they took his Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> that was a present. Yeah. <laughs> she can see direct threats to her better than like other things. Like she's better at reading direct threats to herself. She should get better at reading all threats, like Patchface. <laughs> she does. She says Patchface <laughs> is a big danger. <laughs> Stop it, Kyle. I'm leaving. Kyle, Kyle, you need to read that line. Do you have your book? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Can't remember how I did it before. Do you guys think Edric is has any part to play left in this story? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh-huh. 
Well, maybe somebody will just murder him for his king's blood, but I don't know. He's still something, right? It seems like a. It seems like George creates these characters who he can use later if he so chooses. You know, yeah. tucks them away, kind of in a safe place, can pull them out later. I have to mention the artwork that I just sent. I don't know if you've seen it by Lex for this chapter. It's pretty good. Let's see. The floor and ears. Oh, that is a terrifying patch face. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, so I guess that about wraps it up for this chapter reread. Um, Kyle, do you want to finish out our episode? Yes, I will. Um, it goes like this. Fool's <laughs> blood, the king's blood, blood on the maiden's side. <laughs> but chains for the guests and chains for the bridegroom. I, I, I. I am quitting this podcast. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening to this episode of a podcast of Ice and Fire. Thank you to our guests, Amber. Uh, welcome to the Platinum Club. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, as always, everybody, make sure you uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at APOIAF. And uh, tune in. We will be back with uh, the next episode. So thank you all so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone. See you next time. Uh, just give me 30 seconds. I need to say something else. Do <clears throat> you want to tell us that you love us? I mean, is that what you're waiting <laughs> that, that, to say? That's a given, right? But, um, Aww. Aww. We, you know, we had that contest for getting a video message from Sir Barrison's. Did I win? Uh, no, because you didn't post a comment for the episode. So. <laughs> I, po- I posted a comment. Did I win? No, you were in there, but the random draw picked uh, L. L.P. A person Yay. didn't write their full name. Okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Were you announcing that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll move that back. Okay. Add a drum roll. Okay, so congratulations, LP. Yeah. You're getting a shout out from Barristan the Bold. That's a pretty yeah. good prize. You are going to be cooler than us. I know. <laughs> kind of jealous. Please post that or something. <laughs> I think they can, actually, yeah. Maybe she'll, she'll send it to us after she gets it, unless it's too private. Yeah. Do you have his email, <laughs> I mean? Uh, no, it's, it's, I don't have his email. I just give... Like her contact to celebrity VM and they'll put them in touch. So I don't know how it works exactly. Oh, nope. do they do they leave their contact info on those comments? Uh, well, yeah. Every person who posts a comment usually has their email in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I already contacted her. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So you have their email. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. That's it. That was what I mentioned. Oh, that was it. Well, and like, also, yeah. and also, you love us, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of love, so like I want to thank everyone for nominating us for the podcast awards. We'll find out on March first if we make the uh, nominate the voting slots or not. So, and to all of the snarky people that were like, if you want to be nominated, maybe you should podcast more. You are definitely right. We should be podcasting more, but you know, in the meantime, this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. uh, yeah, that's all I got. If we win the podcast awards, then we'll podcast more. Well, hey, Amin is making that promise, so you know it'll actually happen. Unlike the promises that I have made over the course of the podcast history, which have been, uh, which have been many and all undelivered. So, okay, well, why don't we go off the record now? Let's finish so we can talk about what actually happened at the meetup. Oh, nothing weird actually happened. It was great. It was, uh, it was full stuff. That's very cool. So, 
Damn are it. we going to San Diego Comic Con? Because I, I, I will go for it. I guess I'll, I guess I'll go. Can we not stay in a shitty, cracked out motel again? Then that wasn't a bad hotel. Just because I got food okay. sick there doesn't mean it was a bad hotel. Right? Yeah, just because I got food poisoning and you had strange homeless men moaning at you. <laughs> that wasn't the hotel, that was a city. The city's full of <laughs> That was our side of the city because our hotel was in a sketchy-ass neighborhood. I, I'm I glad you were so were delighted about it. <laughs> I think those guys were all over town. Like, you were, you were being... No, 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 no. When I was near the Comic-Con side, nobody talked to me. But when I, the moment I crossed the threshold to head back to the Best Western... <laughs> There would be some fucking convict following me outside the jail telling me I smell like cotton candy. And then, like, uh, yeah, I'm glad you think this is funny, but I am much better looking now than I was at Comic-Con, so I'm just thinking this harassment will be tenfold. So now that I'm not chubby anymore, I feel you like... You a personal escort. You weren't, yeah. ch- you weren't chubby there, Mimi. Like, uh, well, that, no, I, I was, you, but but now I am... Uh, she ain't chubby now, huh? I was actually just really uh, just uh, a little embarrassed. Like I have met this lady who's been listening to my podcast for three years and she's immediately going to know just like <laughs> what this whole body situation is like. It is terrible. I'm sorry. Well, it actually made it a lot easier for me. Like there was pretty much no initial awkwardness because it'll that allowed me to just like you know we're not going to go try and meet over drinks first or something like that you're just going to come in and be a client and i'm just going to do what i do so it actually i think worked worked well because once you're on the table you're just a piece of meat hun sorry <laughs> <laughs> a, a really fine ass piece of meat but oh it was a great meetup though i'm glad i did it so Thank awesome. you, Amber. Mm. Yay, thank you. Uh, but it was good podcasting with you guys. I will be yeah. in Cabo next week. Uh, so the <laughs> Wi-Fi thing yeah. will be questionable, but I can do it. I can podcast the week after, first week sure. of March. Are you guys trying to do like one a week? I, I think I my schedule is probably at a place where I could do it more often now. Ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, nice. if we can do it once every two weeks at least, that's good. Yeah. So we could be nice. If Steve but... Ashley and I can be on a podcast episode at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I miss her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I will talk to you guys later then. All right. Thanks see you later. I'm going to need your, your record file. I probably will need it, so just send it to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, sweetie. Later. Good. Okay. Wait. Oh. The oatmeal and Chris aren't the Wait. same person? No. <laughs> I'm so mixed up. We're so out of touch. So, would you ever do like a Twitch TV like uh, channel, Mimi? No. Uh, Why? For what? I don't game or anything on PC. Oh, you don't? Not on PC, no. Okay. Console. Yeah, I game on console, but nobody wants to watch me uh, just struggle in character creation <laughs> for three hours, just trying to get the best eyebrows possible. Oh, you would be surprised. I, I just think you have potential. Like, I think you could get some nice side income from this. You are always just trying to pit me out for my look. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't really be podcast related. I'm just like for yourself. You could, if, you, if you did it like, you know, like an hour a day or something, I think you would get donations. Yeah, I don't know. I um actually recently just signed up to be a volunteer, so I will be hopefully using my uh, weird shut-in time to do some volunteer work. Uh, oh, nice. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate the vote of confidence, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I don't well, think I'm... I was, also, I was also saying Momo would be there as well, right? It wouldn't just be... Yeah, there. sure. Yeah, but... Uh. <laughs> Momo would be hanging, ruining everything. Oh. Uh, Ow!
Dogs. You have, Stop it. You, you have another dog? No, it's Momo and her friend. And they're just so that's going a yes. crazy on each other. Well, I don't own the other dog. Oh. He just Aha. kidnapped her. Oh, hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Let's go, everyone. Long time no talk, Amber. I know. It's been so long. <laughs> I totally missed you, dude. Right? It's crazy. Kyle, hello. Hello. Ever. What's happening? Nothing. I'm in the Platinum Club. Even if the call goes wrong, I'm in the Platinum Club. <laughs> we have call recorded proof of it. Dogs, go tussle <laughs> elsewhere. Go. Oh, go. Yes. Go. They're making it onto my call. Who says tussle? <laughs> I do. I have a fine command of the English language. I guess. Okay. So, did you do your reread, Amber? I did my reread. Okay. We are all very well prepared on the podcast. A summary or two summaries, I guess you would. Oh shit! Woo-hoo. A professional mm-hmm. over here. Yeah, short mm-hmm. notice too, like one hour notice. Professional or very sad, one of the two. I, I sent you the link like twice too. Yeah. You should know by now. I don't read your email. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking anything uh, Game of Thrones, All Ice and Fire related? I don't know. Is there any news out there? Um, there's a trailer, but I haven't watched it yet, so I don't think there's. I can just announce our winner. That can be at the end if you want for that contest. I just drew it. Oh, did person. they pick it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. They are releasing a compendium of Duncan Egg novellas. We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, just visiting George's blog. You know, getting on that news. Yeah. I mean, did you and Ashley cover? Um, uh, Oh crap! Why the outline thing? It? No, the um, name escapes me at the moment. The publisher saying that it was not, not on the slate for 2015. We talked then, about. We, I yeah, talked we about did that, that last time. I think. Yeah, yeah, with Mimi, we talked about that. Oh. Yeah, Kyle. Oh, shut I showed up. up. I showed up late eating McDonald's, so you must have talked about that before I got yeah, there. Yeah, that was before you showed up with your McDonald's ad. But then, did we cover <laughs> George's response saying just because there's a very good reason why it's not? No. The agenda. No. no, you can cover that. You can bring that up. Oh, yeah. well, I, I haven't watched it yet. I just thought you guys might see it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then early, early in this episode, we can talk. You, go, you can talk about how your trip was and all that. that that's the Seattle trip. Whose who's trip? Yours, like the one that Seattle. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Is that is that fit for is that fit for airplay? Oh no, we're not talking about that part of it. No, the, the part that is good. Like I mean, the part that is fit for airplay. <laughs> I mean, all the parts are good, but. <laughs> Um, okay. Sorry. Let's see. So this is episode 166? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and then for the week of February 15th, you're going to release it before the end of the week? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. 